I'm surprised at how short they are. I guess they're only half hour, so right? So they're 40, I think they're 42 minutes. They fly by. They fly by hugely. Because when it's something so good, it's going to fly by. Well, and once, <laughs> once again, my criticism is very simple. Uh, why not make a fucking 60-minute episode? However, I will say... HBO episodes tend to drag, and I think it's because our minds are used to a 45-minute episode. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So every television show on te- on TV, like on network TV, is You don't 40- have to explain it. This isn't a question. <laughs> you're such a dick. I know. This is great. Hey, kids. I heard that in the air. I saw Santa in New York. That's not the right one. By the way, our, hot, our mics are hot. Very hot right now. Very hot. That means we're hot on, mics. right? You got a hot. sweaty, okay, me... sweaty hot mic. La, 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 la. Can I get you a refill on your eggnog? Get you something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? <laughs> that wasn't the one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that was better. Hey, hey, and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis to movies from our private collections, and a guest who tries desperately to keep up will let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, yo? Margo. Todd. Eddie. <laughs> yes, it's a bit nipply out. I mean, nippy out. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we welcome our very special guest, Chris. Hello. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Nailed it. <laughs> With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is a perfect film, which you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be blackout drunk on eggnog to enjoy. In addition to our review, we pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. For legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And of course, because we live in a, soci- a ridiculous society where people are stupid. 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 I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> we must ask you, please don't drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car. With that, Jeremiah, what movie do we have rolling in our Christmas playlist Tonight. So that was cute. Thank you. <laughs> Tonight, we have the 1989 Christmas classic, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> Written by John Hughes, this holiday favorite is a highly regarded as the best entry of the vacation franchise and follows the lives of the Griswold family. Now, this film stars Chevy Chase, ooh, ooh. Beverly D'Angelo, Juliette Lewis. Oh, Jonathan Galecki. Glenecki. Yeah, Jonathan Galecki. Yeah. Galecki. I didn't know he was here. And Randy Quaid as Cousin Eddie. Uh, Cousin Eddie. Eddie, take us through the cocktail. As we mentioned, uh, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story with a cocktail. For instance, when we watch the Bond movie, which we've never have, we'll pair it <laughs> with a vodka martini shaking that stirred with a lemon peel. <laughs> Sometimes the drink will be referenced will directly be in the film, and other times the drink will be simply be inspired by the film. Tonight, ooh. Trying to do that, like, show oh, you guys did the whole switcheroo yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah, oh, actually, like... Jeremy did because he didn't like the description of the cocktail. No, I just, I just didn't have any uh, courage to fucking do it <laughs> tonight. Since this is our first official Christmas movie, I kind of disagree. Cause it's... I thought Die, Die Hard, Hard was. was too. Well, Die Hard was, I mean, officially still up for grabs as a uh, Christmas well, movie, even though I think according to this podcast, it certainly is a Christmas. Absolutely, movie. I, 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 there's I, I, Christmas trees in it, uh, and it's on Christmas freaking Eve. <laughs> there's Christmas lights in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Jeremiah has offered the pit to trot tell. Jeremiah, the trot tell. Uh, Jeremiah, what are we we're drinking tonight? How many times you say Jeremiah? Say so Jeremiah has offered the pit to Jer- trot tell. Jeremiah is not doing the cocktail tonight. Oh, we said about that, huh? <laughs> so he's just pointing at. <laughs> Sean has offered the pit to trot tell. Sean, what are we drinking tonight? Sean. <laughs> Sean. Okay, Sean. you say it so commandingly. I like the, you like the way I say it, don't you? No. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's cocktail. I'm already drunk. That was the that was the word. I was like, nah, I ain't going to. <laughs> Tonight's cocktail is a spiked eggnog. Like Clark Griswold in the film, we decided to partake in this killer Christmas cocktail, mixing amaretto liqueur with some white rum and a dash of nutmeg to the top nutmeg. of eggnog. That we pre-bought from the store. Uh, <laughs> it's delicious. While we aren't drinking them out of Wally World moose head cups like Cousin Eddie, uh, this cocktail is sure to be a winner at any family gathering. For a complete recipe, please visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com where we post uh, or our, 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 where was our Instagram, Jer? Uh, the the dot, dot gentleman Jim, yeah. podcast where we uh, post a picture every Friday before our Monday release of the new episode. Is that what it says? Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we improvise. On we that go one. out off script here. Okay, here yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> to give a little background of our selection process for the first season, we'll be reviewing movies that are important to each of us. These are the movies that we feel have in some way shaped. Our stories have been told throughout time, and even they'll be told in the future on screen. Well, that was my first time doing that. We won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll be uh, letting our conversations flow naturally. naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, music, cinematography, and anything else that might come up. Probably going to talk about cinematography. For some reason, I don't know why. Every time we say naturally, I always think of Point Bird. I, <laughs> naturally, naturally bro. All right. So this is kind of a, a dark horse Christmas movie, I feel like. It's not exactly a mainstream, or maybe it is mainstream. I'm sorry, what movie are we doing? <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Oh, I, this, oh, I, thought <laughs> we were doing, I thought we were doing Bad Santa. I watch this movie every single year without failure. So is this a, a family tradition that you've done? Or Absolutely. Okay, so your family watches this every single There's year. There's a handful of movies that we watch every single year, and this happens to be one of them. Okay, so my problem is, Kim, when Kim moved in, mm-hmm. she forced me to watch this movie for the first time. I had never seen it. It was never part of our, our family Christmas traditions, like Die Hard and White Christmas and, uh, uh, you know, Meet Me in St. Louis. Like, those are the, the movies that our family always watched. So this was completely new and foreign to me. Bro, what about you? What did we watch? Uh, this was in there, actually. I feel like this was a movie that you watch every Christmas with A Christmas Story and Home Alone and Die what, Hard. What, me? Didn't you watch National Lampoon? <laughs> somebody, somebody showed me. Somebody showed no. me this movie. No, was, it was, was not. No, no, it, it was or, not me because I was like Home Alone one and Home Alone two for life. Somehow I watched this movie. And I, I just remember I was being too young. <laughs> yes. Jesus. So overall, though, I nowadays, like for the past, I don't know, ten years, I watch this movie pretty much every Christmas year, time of the year. The funny thing is, though, this year I was like. It's like, oh, it's gonna be on. Like, I'm gonna I have no problem watching it. It took me fucking forever to find this movie. It's like, <laughs> is it not on anything? Well, How? they still make you pay for it because it's such a good movie. Yeah. So Kim, when she moved in, had two movies. This was one of them, but it was on DVD. So last year, I bought it on Blu-ray just just so I could, you know, actually watch. Not be ten official <laughs> version. <laughs> um, okay, so 
the movie begins with the Griswold family in Chicago. I want to first remark on how flipping cold Chicago is in December. Has anyone been to Chicago in December? I've only been in Chicago when it's very hot and very sticky and your clothes and your underwears are going up your butt. Are you talking about when they're driving so, through the Christmas no. tree? Yeah. <laughs> it is frigid. It is literally frigid. I was there in February and it was... Minus, I yeah. mean, minus 11. It was the only <laughs> oh, that's time right. So yeah. the opening scene of the movie is the family taking the station wagon uh, to get their Christmas tree, their special Christmas tree. Yes. I'm going to say this is the only part of the movie I have any problem with. Okay. And it, well, it starts off great when he drives underneath the log truck. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. <laughs> but when he gets to the Christmas tree, when they find it finally, and Russ says, Dad, you bring a saw. And he doesn't. In the next scene, he's torn it out, and it's on top of his car. How the hell do you get that out of the ground? Well, I mean. In the snow. That's a big-ass tree. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about with Chicago, too, is the ground is frozen. There's no way that tree comes out. But, I mean, are we splitting hairs? Should we really be looking at this movie from a practical standpoint? The guy drove under a log truck in the first 15 seconds of the movie. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious stole that clip. Yes, it was. Yes, this is where they got it. Yes. What, part five? Was it Fast and the Furious, or was it the Furious Five? No, was it was uh, the only one of that of that whole franchise? Of Tokyo, Drift. Tokyo Drift. Way to steal my thunder! Yeah. Oh. No, no, we're we're, no, we're so, that. It was Jeff, bow wow. Talking about this, talking about that, the whole entrance scene though, with how like instantly you, you see Clark like. This ass, this jerk is on my ass right away. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, <laughs> and he's got that like, shit-eating grin that only yeah. Chevy Chase can pull off. Because I was the guy driving the blue truck. <laughs> I like how he, he tells his family, look away, and he just drives and he yeah. flips him off and smiles. <laughs> so one of the things that I don't appreciate about Clark Griswold as a character is the fact that he's kind of a Fucking, fucking dangerous screw up like a no i mean just like you said he goes all the way to get a tree without any ability to cut the tree down he takes his hard-earned money and puts a deposit down on a bonus that might come he's just he makes horribly bad decisions and i'm not sure if it's just because he's dumb no or i feel like that's what makes it endearing that's why you love the guy <laughs> kind of you know he's the last true family man as he says in the movie i and think he's, he's a looking... little psychotic man I mean, he puts his family in danger <laughs> i mean he doesn't even think twice <laughs> all right so they get the tree on top of the car they bring it home the tree is clearly too big for their house which honestly physical humor is not my favorite this shit is hilarious uh, i feel like the I tree mean, got bigger though yeah. right? yeah. <laughs> it's not going in the front yard yeah. russ it's going in the living room <laughs> Uh, that, and the tree got like three times bigger than it was on the first time <laughs> I saw it in the house. I tell you, that's a whole different fucking tree. I love how super condescending. I love how super condescending he is to everyone around him because it's just the right type of like nice asshole. Where where he's like telling you like, like that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you actually get the. Uh, I think the uh, the neighbors get introduced, though, right? Right. So we've got the neighbors of uh, Todd, Elaine, and Margo. Oh, yeah. no, Todd and Margot. Margo. The yuppie couples. The yuppie couple. Did anyone else feel like that was them at one point in their life? Because never. I, I I saw myself in both families. Like I saw myself with Celine and I. As You've that looked couple. down on your neighbors. Before? No, as in like I'm that couple with the like the looking like she makes you shower before you touch her. <laughs> You worked out. That was a good workout. What, really have sets? Uh, shower first. Right. And then now I'm like, see it through the eyes of Clark with the kids. It's like, oh, my God. And those other neighbors just look down at me. It's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, sir. I was talking to her. I bend over and I'll yeah, show you. Bend over and I'll show you. Where you put a tree that big? I wasn't talking to you. Don't you know some of those couples right there, those 
happy couples are just like you know I don't know Todd what do you think yeah. you know I don't know Margo why is it why is the carpet wet <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I think that it, it does definitely give you this this dichotomy between a family that's a little crazy and has fun for the holidays and someone who just is like a party pooper. Like they just are so absorbed with themselves. They don't understand. And that's really the the purpose of the whole movie, right? Is to find the meaning of family and to appreciate what you have, even if it might be crazy and stupid. I think that's I'll agree with that. the part of the part of it. Yeah. John Hughes. What do you think about him writing this movie and not directing this movie? So I have seen uh, uh, how, how many? Wait, what is John Hughes? What else has he done? Well, in this late in the eighties, early nineties, this is his like little resume. He's done. He's done Uncle Buck. Never seen it. Oh, really? bite one. Uh, <laughs> great outdoors. Uncle. I saw that. Uh, okay. Great movie. All right. Uh, he also did, I believe, Curly Sue, The Home Alones. No, he didn't do The Home Alone. Yes, he did. That was Christopher Columbus. He produced it. <laughs> no, he found the Americas. Uh, Christopher Columbus <laughs> and 1492 Pictures. Actually, technically, America Vespucci found America. And, and he, playing Trains and Audible Bill. And was he the was writer? Oh, great movies. Time out. Was he the oh, writer man. of Breakfast Club and Ferris? Yeah, and he, directed, he, I think. He directed uh, all those movies, but yeah. from, in the late 80s, he's kind of went into the whole family gathering. So I need to be indoctrinated into the into the realm of John Hughes because I never really have seen I've never seen The Breakfast Club. I've seen Ferris, but what? I've never seen Pretty in Pink. I've never seen 16 Candles. I've never seen all those movies. Didn't so. you do the first uh, vacations by the way? I don't have any. Uh, I don't have that. It's not in my notes. <laughs> I'm looking up right now since I'm cheating. I'm pretty sure that he's the one who actually wrote vacation. So in his quest to have a fun old-fashioned Christmas, he has uh, all of his family come over. So he's got the in-laws from both sides, or his, his parents and the in-laws come to the house. And one of the things that I think I don't understand, and maybe it's just because of the family that I'm from, we were always excited to have all the family under one roof and everyone packed in and it was uncomfortable, but it was always fun for the holidays. We never really fought. We never really had these knockdown drag out problems. Uh, is that a real, I mean, I know that happens like over the, over the Thanksgiving and Christmas table. I feel like the, this is his first time to have both sides of the family come to his home that he owns. And that's what is Gotcha. Causing it all. So is this a different like? Because I know there's always a problem with that, the in-laws I, and who's where everyone's coming for Christmas, right? What side of the family you're going to go to? And I don't have kids. I'm not married. Is there a whole different you guys? Is there a whole different feel when you're the host? Like when you have to host people? Oh, you talking about me? Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't looking <laughs> I at you, Jeremy. I was now. Uh, so Chris, go on. Uh, we go to my parents' house in Arizona. For Thanksgiving, yeah. and then we stay at Kelly's parents' house for Christmas. So we don't host as of yet, but as you get older, I think that the kids are supposed to take over, right? So they're right. trying to get both sides of the parents to the house, and that's where the stress comes from. I get that, and then you have siblings, and all of a sudden, you know, which in-laws come over? It's just it becomes kind yeah. of difficult. And you talk about it's... these moles, you know, that are changing color mm. and everything like that. If she could rub my corn for a it's fucking crazy. That's my take on it. Well, you have, and you have a very it's, big, big, extended, yeah, widespread family. Crazy, and that's the hardest part is having the older grandparents, my parents, let loose of the the rain because it's like that's they're they're holding on tight to that. So it's like okay, my turn. Like it's my turn now. Like I'm not driving all the way out there every year. It gets harder and harder every year. So it's like, okay, how about you guys come over now to this year? And this having that for me was extremely hard for both sides to let go of that. You know, it's both sides wanted to hold on to that because they 
they're so used to that every year. It's like, oh, come over to my house, come over to my house. But you know how it is when you have kids, you can kind of hold that up, being like, we're not going to come because we have kids and we're set here. So, so that was the biggest. Us. That was the biggest That's problem big that I had as like <clears throat> with my sister having kids. She wanted to do Christmas morning at her house, and I'm like, no, we do Christmas morning at mom and dad's house, like we've done since we were children. Why are you changing the thing? And said, well, I want the kids to wake up and go down to the Christmas tree. And I remember when I was a kid, I didn't have that option. We went to we opened all our presents at home. Okay, we did do that. But then we had to uproot everything and go to grandma's house where there were no gifts. So why not just go one place? It I just know. bothers me, Christy, if you're, you're listening. Had, you're it still to bothers me. As why didn't your grandma just buy you presents? It been <laughs> well, fun. no, she did. She did. But it was, it I, had, was, I had two different daddies. So I had to go yeah. one, one house and another house. <laughs> Double the presents. Anyway, okay. Mm. So um, now we get to the part of Christmas lights where he's putting Christmas lights on the outside of his house. No, instantly you see Clark, like, as soon as everyone gets inside the house, he's like, well, I'm going to be outside for the rest of the holidays. I'm not coming back inside the house. So he, it says in the movie he put 25,000 twinkle lights on his house. That's a, that, that's, that's considerable. No, it sucks for Randy, the son or something. What's his name? Randy? Yeah. yeah. It sucks for him, man. He's just rusty. Like, rusty. Rusty. It's rusty. Rusty. Yeah. rusty. How long was he outside for? Was he outside the whole fucking day? Felt like he was outside for weekends. How many times did he According to the movie, the he was out there for an hour yeah. and the whole house was done. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Well, the is. same night. Depending the way he was doing this, it was just like, dude, this guy's gonna be here forever. Like, he doesn't have that many lights. So, Eddie, you you just moved into your house yeah. last year, or the year before. Uh, last year. And your apartment living, you you hadn't yeah. hadn't really done it before. Yes. Did you put Christmas at lights up last year? Yeah. No. This year though was your yes. first year. Yes. This welcome year. to the welcome to the party. Yeah, we've pal. always done we've always done the apartment like over the windows. Yeah. So last year, no, actually, when we rented the house, we did the, oh, the, that's the right. screen of lights. That's right. That's we always right. did like the, the string. string, the one yeah, string, the screen around no. the whole. Yeah. So that's the lights that that's last. Good. That's like, good. The last that stays up for like the whole year. Yeah. Exactly. Like that. It stays up. Please turn them off. Don't see them. Stays up till Easter. At least, at least Easter. Well, if you if you make it halfway, you just got to go around the horn. That's just that's just the rule. Yeah, the, only reason, downhill. the only, only reason I would ever take it off is if actually like, the wind like tears half of it down. Like, oh, shit, half of it's down. Like, oh, man. I know. Well, that's Sir, what, are you, that's doing, are you doing C9 that's this bad. year? C9 lights. Yeah, yes. we, we did the C9. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no LED bulb. You got to be like Clark. Every, that, uh, every bulb dude, staple. How, he's the luckiest dude in the world. Like The guy should have had like 20 different broken... Like oh, yeah. the ladder thing was just amazing. Well, like I said, how many times did he fall off the fucking house? It was a funny movie. It was definitely it made you laugh at. Okay, games. but hold on. First off, if he, he comes down ladder. and that ladder doesn't lock and he comes down, he doesn't end up at the bottom, standing straight up, holding the ladder. It's not how gravity <laughs> oh, works. Know, know. The ladder hits There's the house all the way down. <laughs> So the the other thing that I, that bothers me is we don't coming from California appreciate what it's like to put up. Christmas lights in the ice and snow. Nope. Because in like Why we're wearing we t-shirts, <laughs> yeah, we're wearing t-shirts, shorts, and sandals trying to put put lights up. It's a little bit different uh, challenge there. I think maybe they should put it up earlier before it snows. <laughs> huh? I say just leave them. Do an Eddie. <laughs> Oh, cousin Eddie. Oh, oh. cousin Eddie. Um, I like cousin Eddie. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So then you were gonna say uh, the one uh, reached up. Or he's it, done. It, yeah. Oh, Sorry the cold. About, I digress. The cold. Yeah, the morning yeah. and your cousin's dumping shit into yeah, yeah, chemical toilet into, into, uh, into your septic tank. Yeah. Woo. Uh, anyway, so this is actually where we come uh, to meet cousin Eddie, who I think is of all the characters in this movie is the most developed. And if you ask me, it's Randy Quaid's best performance. 
of any movie he's ever been in. Was he in anything else? Oh, Independence, Independence Day, Day he's man. He's in Independence I mean, Day. He saved the world. He did things. save the he's world. Done in dozens of things. <laughs> <laughs> dozens. Did you? Know, hey, did you? <laughs> well played. He's been in dozens of movies. Well he's played. He's been a star for fifty years. Did you dozens. know the dicky that he wears wasn't written into the script? It was actually his wife that suggested it. I love it. So cousin Eddie to me is. Everyone has that family member who kind of rolls into town that you don't really necessarily appreciate their way of life, and they always fuck up your holiday. No, some some of us who are that family member think we make it better. <laughs> if you don't know who it is in your family, it's you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so exactly. one year we were going to Arizona, and we took the motorhome, and we uh, put a blow up penguin on top of it that was 14 feet <laughs> he came into town with this inflatable penguin we were very much uh that's trying so funny because you're the exact trip. opposite of Ash, which is funny it's fantastic we also well i won't go into that story <clears throat> anyway so um eddie cousin eddie admits that they're living out of their rv they lost their house and acreage and they don't have money to buy presents for the uh, kids even gas on the way home yeah, it's. I mean, talk about bad decisions. Then this is something that I I understand that he's a sympathetic character and he lost everything. But uh, come make a good decision. Don't drive across the country without a way a method back. Like, where's your exit strategy? What makes uh, you think was, about meeting him would make you Clark. think you yeah, planned this out. It was Clark. He planned it out. Like Clark he, did not plan for Eddie to be there. No, no he's Eddie saying that he planned Eddie to go to Clark's house so he could take care of free handouts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, he told like Clark, sense. like, yeah, I'm going to be here for about a month. And like, <laughs> no, Clark, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Don't you get too sweet on her? We're taking it with us when we leave here next month. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh yeah, he goes. Uh, I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my yeah. ass sewn to my forehead <laughs> or something. <laughs> Once again, it's a sarcastic. Like that's the best part of Clark is he's sarcastically honest, but. It cuts. It cuts through the script so well. I like. The, I like the part when it's Clark actually doing things like that, and he's just very witty and he's dry humor, and he fucking cuts it like that, rather than him like hitting, getting hit by a fucking two by four, four fucking times <laughs> yeah. in the attic. You and know, it's the physical humor that <laughs> kind of makes you giggle. It takes away from I think the movie, like when he's in the attic, like you're saying, getting hit by two by fours, or when he greases up that sled and goes down. <laughs> it's just it's shit like that that makes me go, oh, come on, that's unnecessary. You don't need it. Hey, you can be witty. Nice. 1989. Yeah, you told me to do a little research, and I found this out. Those home movies that are up there, this this was based on a short story, (laughs) Christmas 1959, and that's when you look at the movie he puts in. It actually says Christmas 1955, Uh but it's based on that's what he's watching. Was there cameras at that time at 1955? None of of our family had that. It was 8 millimeter. No, 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 no. There was something like that. To have good quality. That was a good quality. And you didn't have to be rich, rich. It was 8 millimeter. My grandfather was incredibly poor growing up in Brooklyn. And he the fir- like he was like nine when he got his first eight millimeter camera, and that thing was like crank. It was something that was available at the time. And he was born in thirty three, thirty one, thirty two, somewhere in there. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, our side we didn't get oh, one. Yeah, yeah throw a dart. Get, yeah, we didn't get anything until what the seventies? Our family? Well, eighties. Like, so, there, there was a big gap so until we got our first. Uh, so technology. Then they took the rock off of us. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this: the technology <laughs> took a leap too. So you went from like old film cameras that had become reasonable to digital technology and tape technology, and the prices just exploded, just like it did when it went from tape yeah. to digital. Oh, yeah. So we were kind of in a sandwich generation where we got the best technology for the cheap price. Other people, it was not that. Like, I, I don't know if everybody remembers Back to the Future. Yep. 
and you know, oh, you have who has two television Dude, sets, and they and they years. built the television set that's in the house. Like my grandfather, I remember he built his television set in 1940 something, mm. and that was a big thing. Like you got a kit and you oh. built it. Other people went to the store. He just built it. He just figured out how to do it. So I'm just saying it's different. It's not. It's not like it is today where everyone has an iPad. We're gonna talk about Back to the Future in season two. Sorry. Yes. <clears throat> So hey, one, I didn't hear you start off like you normally do with what the budget of this movie was. And like, I happen to know what it was. It what was is the budget? $27 million budget. $27 million? fucking million? Where did that money go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It went to all those 25,000 fucking twinkle lights. It was super high because there's no special effects. <laughs> did it go to all the, like, the stuff? Ghostbusters stump, stump made $30 doubles? million. Dollars, yeah. And guess what? They came out of that with $71 million is what they made out of that. Really? Movie. National Open? Yeah. Final just, domestic gross was seventy-one million. They just fucking million. release again National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on a different steel case, not the one that you have. A whole brand new one. I'm sorry, there's a new one. There is a new one. God, it is damn. rated seven point six on IMDb. Like on you said, like you said last time. Sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> sometimes these stills are. <laughs> hey, before you move on mm-hmm. away from Eddie, did yes. you know another fun fact that in this movie, Ooh, I like the fun fact. yeah. Eddie's son, Rocky, the little pudgy guy, yeah. doesn't say one word throughout the entire movie. Also in season two, he doesn't. Or I mean, not season two. Uh, episode, uh, Vegas, Vegas Vacation. Vacation. He doesn't say, doesn't shit, say one he word. his mouth shut. Okay, so this is... I'm going to pause right here because I want a little bit of a backstory because I don't know the history of the Vacation movies because I haven't seen... And I hate jumping into a trilogy or a, quadri- a quadrilogy. What is this? A six, What is this now? It's five movies? Uh, this is, I'm pretty well, sure if you're doing this right now, this is five. the third movie out of the whole <laughs> right, bunch. So this is the third movie. So we've yes. got Vacation where they go to Wally World. <laughs> and you got the Euro- European, European vacation, vacation. Which was disappointing. It was pretty bad. Christmas, Christmas vacation, vacation, which was this movie that we're reviewing. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas vacation, vacation with Wayne which Newton. Was actually funny. I thought it was pretty. good. I thought it was pretty good too. And then the new, even vacation. though Rusty in all these movies is the older brother, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and guess what? In this movie, he's, <laughs> he's the, the younger, younger brother. brother. So fucking weird. So that how did weird. that happen? I think it's because John Hughes is writing the script, and he said, "I want a scene where the grandfather is going to look at a hot girl plastered to the ceiling because it's 1989, and in order to do that, we have to make him the younger brother." No reason for the the brother and sister to share that bedroom with the bunk beds. Okay, and then the, the, the grandparents should have went into the other room that the brother and sister... Well, the grandparents were, are used to... <laughs> see, what, what, why? <laughs> this is a solid argument. Huh? <laughs> what I'm just trying to say is like, there was no reason for the brother and sister to share I think John Hughes was just writing this like, man, I just need to get this one out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, though. Oh, yeah. Who was that in the, the picture? Was that Gloria Stefan or... I don't Gloria know. Stefan. Gloria oh, Stefan. You shit me? Gloria. I was, like, I was trying to read it myself. You know, like, that was that? that was one of my, my crushes. Look that up. It does not say Gloria. That was one of my crushes growing up was Gloria Stefan. It says I loved her. Come on, baby, shake your body. Oh God, I loved her so much. <laughs> Let's talk about At Clark. Night. Is he on Fifth or he's just like you know he's always into that? No, he's movie. a lecherous man. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what do you think? <laughs> I think that he puts a lot of time and effort into his family, which is a great thing. And I think that when someone goes and shows him a little extra attention, he's finally like, oh, they're coming after me. <laughs> I think he was not the most popular guy, and I think he makes some horrible decisions, and I don't think that he gets a lot of love for it. So it's like Christy Brinkley. Oh, but that's another vacation. But still. But, I mean, I do think he's a bad decision maker. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the dude used money to put a down payment on a pool in Chicago without getting his bonus. That just, to me, screams just Dumb. Just you got dumb. Jelly of the Month Club. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got Jelly of the Month Club. To be the devil's advocate there, he had got it 16 straight years of working there. He never got not got it working there. So he was expecting, oh, this is 
I mean, it seems and I years. understand that, but what is the word bonus? I know, I understand it. I'm just yeah, trying to get they the were doing advocate. really good. He did really good in the year with his non varnished serial coative. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and then Mr. Shelley really fucked him over. Yeah, well, and he admitted to it say later. That? Yeah, no, it's okay, good. Okay. Did you not know that was coming? Instantly, I knew that was coming. I was just like, okay. As soon as he said, "Oh, thank you for the Christmas card this year, Mr." and instantly, Shelley, Shelley, yeah, I'm Shelley. Pretty sure Shelley, yeah, Shelley, and but Shelley looks over at his assistant like Christmas cards. And the guy was like, "Yeah, they're uh, corporate, corporate." Card. And then he still kept state like didn't move an inch. Like, so hey, did you like, notice when he's doing that? All the presents in the back they're all the are identical. Same, yeah, well, and, okay. all the same present. So, yes. Do you have why what what present it is? I don't notes? have. Okay. I don't have what it is. So I don't either. But I, I remember watching it last year with Kim, and we actually looked up what the gift was. So it is online that like, everyone was getting him the same. I think it was like a desk something, like a desk clock or a desk something. <laughs> did you I know? Gotta that, look. Did I you know look. that the boss was actually Bill Murray's older brother? I did know that. I uh, yes. Well, after noon. <laughs> In the day, I knew that. <laughs> but you gotta understand, like he's like in every like type of like national lapoon, or like no, he's on national lapoons. But is he's he the like, guy who talks like this all the time. Like yeah. he's ever. Like, what do you want, Griswold? Is it Brian Doyle Murray? <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian Murray. Doyle Murray. Yeah, nice. It's so, funny though with Clark, like when they, when when you saw the the suits walking into the the workplace, <laughs> kiss my ass. Yeah, he shit. That's, that so was I will say, Merry Christmas. So Happy Hanukkah. There's a, show, there's a show called Boston Legal, and they totally stole that bit, and it was Denny Crane. And Denny Crane, would he was the best lawyer in all of Boston, and he'd go, uh, you know, never lost a case. Or he would say shit like that, like, oh, it was hysterical. Why do I imagine you, Sean, as Frank? Who's Frank? Shirley. Shirley. Shelley? Shelley, yeah. Mr. Like, Shelley. Mr. Shelley. That's like not who I am, like, though. No, I'm not but that like, guy. Christmas cards, corporate. I don't give a fuck. Like, what do you mean? We, we budget Get cuts. someone on the phone for me. Are you kidding me? No. Uh, yeah. Get uh, someone while I'm waiting. That's, <laughs> that, that's you, Sean. No, no, it's not. Let me tell you what. I, I actually, so I work for a couple companies, and one of my favorite things to do is to figure out if we can, first of all, do bonuses and then hand out bonuses. It is my. It literally is the funnest thing in the world because we have this big party, and I, it's so fun to me that's to do. To it's the funnest thing. Yeah. It's that's good to hear. It's you, have to have, you have to have it. You can't no, no, it makes me so happy because I write them all year. I, I'm an asshole all year, and it's my one chance to be. I'm an asshole. All I year. am an asshole all year. <laughs> <laughs> I am. But, and it's my one chance to be like, like nice because, you know, I'm not very nice. I like that. I like to hear that, Sean. That's good to hear. That's really good. I'm Sean. growing. Well, you know, Christmas is also my second favorite holiday. So, what's your first? Halloween. Oh, I can get that. <laughs> but he doesn't like scary movies. He does not like no, scary movies. No, not like scary movies. <laughs> you hear what happened in this house? In this house? Yeah, I heard it right there. Anyway, so no Christmas bonuses. No Christmas bonuses. It's replaced with Jelly of the Month Club, which I didn't even know there was such a thing. Like, how many flavors of jelly are there? Is there even 12 flavors of jelly? I think it's more like a, a, beer, of the wine, a beer of the Month Club type thing. You know, it's... Janet from Knoxville made her blueberry <laughs> jam and wants to send that shit out. I don't know. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That it's would, an insult to injury. Let's put it that way. But, but is it, though? Because jelly is delicious. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, we've got another kind of snide comment by Clark, which says, I would like to you know, talk to my boss face to face. And Eddie takes it literally, goes over. Steals we, the boss. Are we skipping the whole like turkey cutting? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's, like, there's three parts well, actually. The to turkey this movie. gets yeah. fucking blown there's up. The oh, Christmas Eve dinner. I totally missed oh, it. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's talk about the family dinner. Let's because up. I was like, are we wrapping up? Yeah, I've been yeah, drinking. Yeah. I've been yeah. drinking. What? What? Where, what? A, hey, well, grandma, grand, when great grandma, grandpa come <laughs> yeah, over. Exactly. Aunt Bethany. Oh, Aunt Bethany. We got to talk about the family dinner. The family dinner is like the third part, the third installment of this whole movie, and this is when it actually picks up. 
with a, all the fucking funny lines. So I know you aren't a super fan of this movie, but you liked this part. I love this part. There was okay. some slow parts. I agree with that. And so there's like one. There's three parts of this. Movie. Four. So the family comes over for dinner for a Christmas Eve dinner, and we've got Aunt Bethany, who is clearly. Um, got some sort of a issue, which we're not going to dwell on the fact that she's probably got a mental or excuse me, a, a medical issue. We're just going to say that they're using it hilariously. OK, All right, my last <laughs> my last fun fact. I'll oh, bring no. Up OK, uh, did you know that Mae Questel, who is that actress, was the voice of Betty Boop in 1931? Yes, it is. I did know that. actually. Did you really? So I tell you, you guys need to get out. More. No, no. I'll tell you why I knew that. <laughs> I, I tell you, you need to get out more. <laughs> I'll tell you why I knew that because last year I was watching this movie for the fifth time with Kim, and I couldn't I, I couldn't place her voice. I was I was wondering because I thought she was Jessica Rabbit for some reason, and I was like, that'd be a good guess. It sounds it sounded a little like she yeah. could have been in her younger days, and then I was like, oh shit, it, <laughs> that was very good. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, do we talk at all about the fact that the jelly, uh, the the Jello was wrapped? Uh, <laughs> can somebody explain to me what happened with the Jello and with the cat and with the leaky package? That, so overall, that reminds me of just like our grandma giving us a death that you totally know is like, what the hell is in this <laughs> present? Like, where this, did you find this in your house, house? <laughs> and why does it smell? <laughs> Like we so get, the two we presents, get presents like that from our grandma every now and then. Yeah. We grew up like that, dude. Like, the two like presents that. you're talking about, she made a jello mold, right. which is lime jello with cat food in it. That she wrapped. <laughs> and then the other present, she wrapped her cat. I so saw. one of the cat her ears are shaking. <laughs> they put it on her tree. Yeah, because we haven't really talked about snot, which is the dog. Oh god. At all. Right yeah. Way. You should see the pair on that dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest character in this movie is Uncle Lewis, man. Where he's just—he's just so fed up with his wife. Hey, is that Clark. the smoker? Is yeah. that the, yeah, the cigar smoker yeah. with Clark, the, the really his hair? Productive, so, go on the family where we get my sky. <laughs> he's asked. Is they're asking you to pray? Or he goes <laughs> the blessing, grace, <laughs> the blessing. Yeah. Yeah. They want you to say grace, grace. She died thirty years ago. <laughs> Not grace. Grace! <laughs> I uh, pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> oh my god! And then you see cousin Eddie stand up, and he. Hand over his is heart. so good in this movie because if you ever watch him, like in the behind the scenes, he's doing some funny shit that he's just like you know. Looking around like, yeah, he's in character <laughs> so the whole the reason, time. Yeah, the, but I don't think he's in character. I think this is him. Well, I that might be him. Actually, yeah. I like his cousin. Good for him. I do. I think that this is his personal, you know, his personal choices and brought him to. So well, I want to talk about the... <laughs> back then. I wouldn't agree with you, but you see what the shit he does now. Uh, it's no, he. Uh, somebody's after him. The FBI. He moved to Canada to avoid taxes. I don't know. This is well, he's actually been penalized for that. Oh. I don't know. I'm not this, getting into that. This is the first time, for some reason, the grandparents of the the movie, I, I just felt I recognized them like as our parents or and, and my grand and my in laws because you were getting Jello molds for no. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because for some reason, Clark and his mom and his dad, like, like the mom was still all over him, thinking like. If the lights, when the lights didn't work, oh, I can imagine them. They're really good. Yeah. Like our mom is <laughs> very like, supportive. Very supportive. Yeah, like yeah. she loves us, and like, and then the dad's is like, "Hey, if you need my help, I'll help you. But I'm gonna go take it. I'm gonna be in the bed." Yeah. Like <laughs> he's very supportive too. But and then the in-laws is just very like just giving you shit a little bit. It's like, uh, oh my god. And then like, Doris, she's Doris. drinking her martini. <laughs> she's got a little. Oh, 
Doris Roberts. Doris Roberts so fucking good. Of all the characters that I connected with, it was her. It was Doris Roberts. Yeah. Drinking my martini. You kids can't see what a horrible waste of time this was. She was hilarious. What was their husband? Because he was always talking shit on Clark. It's Art? Yeah, the little lights aren't twinkling, Art. It's Art. Clark. So, I mean, and uh, Christmas lights are always difficult because you always have that one strand that just fucking won't go or that yeah. fuse that keeps blowing. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. You can put them up the same way 50 times and a different section will go I have to do it on time. Sunday. I don't want to talk about this. But so, still, this is ahead. with the scene where the squirrel and the dog and the house gets all oh. fucking destroyed and shit. Hey, I heard about this. One more thing. The uh, Hughes, <laughs> the guy, he was... Didn't like squirrels. He hated squirrels. Who hated squirrels? John Hughes. John, John Hughes. Hughes hated him. Why would he put a fucking squirrel? In That's why he put it in there because oh. it was a terrifying. Character. It was the most intimidating thing you could think of. Not a raccoon, a squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Well, and and once again, it kind of ties back to the beginning of the movie. The fact that he b- got this tree from the forest and brought it into his house. Forest. <laughs> All right, whatever. And the and the old grandma is like, "Do you hear something?" Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone, and everyone else. <laughs> she's the one like, hear it. And, and the fucking guys are like, "You oh. trying to hear a fucking yeah. dunk truck?" <laughs> yeah. You could hear a dunk truck drove through the living room. <laughs> so I do want to I do want to ask a question because this is something that is as kind of been unique to my family i'm looking at that christmas tree and the, the lights are haphazard i can see all the cords they're gross the ornaments are like on half the tree it's just not very well decorated is this like when you were able to decorate trees when you were a kid did you get to actually touch the ornaments and put them on the tree yes 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 and this is how our tree looked we put tinsel on our tree this is how back our tree looked and no, was, sometimes our tree looked like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> it didn't look like a tree, but it, it was like, oh. Oh, just, yeah. yeah it remember was those like, trees? It was like the, a third of that fucking tree. It wasn't even like close. It was so tiny. But overall, we puffed. We, every we angle, put everything on top of it to fill it up. <laughs> we, put on, we put it on a couple of books, too. So it was yeah, so it fucking, oh, like So it leveled it. up and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are throwing boxes of Cheerios on it. <laughs> We did All everything right. like that. Dude. So this this is a normal a normal way because when I was a kid growing up, we I, we were not allowed to touch the tree, and if we did place an ornament on the tree, our my mother would come around and actually change where it was on the tree. Mary so Rose, that it was really? adequately spaced. Hey, well, uh, at least you got to put it on the tree. Well, then she Can't came bitch up about that. Then she came up with a guilt tree, which was basically <laughs> no like way. a shit tree in the other room <laughs> that we could do, and her tree was perfect. I really oh. hope she's listening. Well, no, what's yeah. really funny is now I call her and she comes over and does my tree because. I don't want to touch it. Because you were never raised. Hey, you know what you need to do? You, you need to call all her. these years. Oh, yeah. It's coming out now. He was never raised to put all ornaments no, on You call her and say, hey, mom, can you come decorate my shit tree? That's what you need to do. Put it in her tree in the other room. No, you really, can decorate Kim's no, room. Really Kim's no, tree. That's what's really funny is I have the tree in the living room, and then we have the roommate tree, which is Kim's tree. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's the shit tree. Kim, I love you. <laughs> all right. Mm. Christmas Eve dinner. She put a lot of effort into this turkey, right? Or no? Well, okay. So here's here's my and another holiday question. Uh, I, my mom has always been the one who makes the holiday meals, and we don't like. I don't know. I, I've always they've never had a bad turkey. We've never had a bad Thanksgiving. Has there been like incidents where you've lost the turkey? Well, not in most people's houses, but I'm sure there are. Well, I'm sure there are. Like, but few and far between. You I can't mean, cook a turkey like that. Let's no, put it this way, okay? Because no. it was golden brown outside. They even commented, "This looks half as good when, <laughs> before a car cooking." And you hit that <laughs> thing, and it just fucking. Yeah. 
That didn't happen. That and then, uh, my favorite is when they're chewing it. Yeah. And you can oh, see. it's not my favorite. It's like beef jerky. <laughs> Did you see the wife like you know like doing this and yeah, throw it out the side of her mouth? Oh man, that was hilarious. That was how they were eating. That was just like oh. Well, and then the and then the Jello uh, has the cat food in it, and freaking cousin Eddie is chowing. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it's really good. So that's one of the things. Jello. He uh, does the same thing in Vegas vacation. Oh, does. Hey, I'll take a little bit of the green and a little bit of the yellow. <laughs> Sorry, you see it doesn't make uh, sense to you. So after a disastrous Christmas Eve dinner, that's when he finds out he has no bonus, and this is the perfect time to take a little bit of a break and come back with fresh cocktails, fresh eggnog in our moose-headed glasses. Oh, I can't wait! And enjoy some amaretto. Yeah, we only got like fifteen minutes after this. Amaretto <laughs> by morning. If that thing had nine lives, she just spent them all. <laughs> If you don't mind, I'd like to fumigate this chair. It's still got some good life left in it. <laughs> so we're finishing up with the Christmas Eve dinner, and uh, that was disgusting. Yes, we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. But you, it smells, bro. Just get it. I, I, I went up to the sky to the lords of the gods and shit. <laughs> you should not be burping toward the lords. Burps are heavier love. than air. They say. <laughs> You want to talk about how he was dreaming about the pool? Yeah. And like, he was like, how disappointing is she doesn't actually come out of the water? <laughs> so, I have a question for you. Side. I have not seen, obviously, Vacation, the oh, original I Vacation. Thought you, movie. Say you haven't seen. But there was a. Keep going. But there was a scene, apparently, with Phoebe Cates or Christy Brinkley. Okay, Phoebe yeah. Cates is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Totally cross, you're crossing your movies here, buddy. Whatever. So, you there was Christy Brinkley driving a Ferrari in a pool. The, the, she goes to the pool. She does. So is there any correlation between his desire for a pool in his backyard and that scene? No. Oh, okay. No, I just think he's just... Way to go, know. John Hughes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he makes a, a bad decision. He jumps in and starts yelling because it's so damn cold, and everyone comes out of the building and starts looking down to him, and <laughs> oh, his wife's just naked, like, yeah. you fucking idiot. So one of the things that really bothers me about this movie, and I will say this is a negative, a huge negative, is that it relies so much on the situational and physical comedy, I feel like it doesn't progress from a story perspective. And I know that it's a simple comedy movie. It's a National Lampoon movie. We should not be looking for this life-changing Christmas yeah, story. No, that's fine. Yeah, but my issue is that the story actually doesn't progress. Like, all, all it is is he gets beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, and then he gets saved or his salvation comes in an absolutely ridiculous manner when he gets his boss delivered to him by Cousin Eddie and he holds him up a gun gunpoint. Well, don't forget, he loses his shit beforehand, which is what makes Cousin Eddie go do this favor for him. Because it's the one thing he can actually do for him for Christmas. Because it doesn't cost a damn thing. And I get that. And that's wonderful. But it's this unrealistic. And I, I'm not looking for realism. But it's just like he's he's bailed out by this crazy circumstance. It's like the movie's going 180 degrees in one direction. Wait, I don't know math. 90 degrees... One way, it's going one way. is the other direction. <laughs> it's all right, Sean. We're going to cut this out. It's going one way, the whole movie, know. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it turns around and goes completely the other way on a whim. Like, well, I don't foresee. I don't see that. I think he was going downhill because everything turned over and he'd hit rock bottom. What? He couldn't be positive anymore. Yes. The only way out of it was... I want to get that mother blah 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 whatever. Well, that's a great line. Jesus Whenever Christ! He says, yeah. Merry Christmas! Yeah. Where's the end? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the only thing cousin A do because he's a simpleton is hey, he really wants his boss here 
I'm going to go get his ass. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally see what you're saying because from that whole situation, it was like the tree lights up, burns up and everything like that. Then the cat gets electrocuted and then the squirrel <laughs> comes out. And then the dog comes out of nowhere and just like rips up everything and destroys the house and everything like that. And then he just completely loses his shit. He's over with the family and whatnot. Takes out a chainsaw, gets a new tree. Yeah. I mean, he just completely loses it. New post like is fixed. <laughs> <laughs> and then seriously, like this Christmas bonus is like going to save the, you know, it's going to save, save this save year. The whole, you know? Save, save the, the whole, whole thing, you know. And then... That was it. Yeah. You just saw a man from there thinking I got some type of redemption and just opened a package of shit. Pretty much. And I also agree because it, it kind of shows, well, I, I agree with uh, Chris and Jeremiah here, that overall you see from the very beginning of the movie of like he's trying his best. He has the best attitude. He Yes, he bit off a lot more than he can chew. So <laughs> you can see that from the very beginning. Like yep. him putting on the lights. Him, he, he wants to live up to his dad's, what he did, what his dad did. It looks like you can instantly see that in the... Or how the, he foresaw his dad, or yes, saw his dad doing he it. He saw his dad doing yeah. it this way. And his, and he you later found down the road, Dad, how did you do it? Oh, a little friend, Jack. I think he said, my, yeah. my friend, Jack. <laughs> and that's like yeah. seriously like the sure. best heart part of the yeah. film. It was the father in some moment like explaining like, you know, son, this, this is was this, your time. This now. is yeah. your time. Exactly. And son, it was just like this for me too. And I just had to go through it. Uh, it was it was not as peachy as you thought it was. It was fucking hard for me too. Well, and one of the most dangerous things Sorry. I think is trying to recapture. Like I feel like part of it, like when he's in the attic, is trying to recapture the 1955 or 1959 feeling of when he was a kid and Christmas was magical and Christmas was one. He wants to recreate that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to recreate that. You bit up more than you chew. Well, but hold on. If you look really, at what Sean's saying here, that's completely different, right? He's remembering it from childhood, right? Which is completely different from when you're an adult and you have to make it actually happen, make it happen right yeah, so it's completely different, different. Yes. so when you think this was the best holiday I ever had i'm going to try to recreate that and then you turn out and it turns out to be a pile of shit because you're in charge of it because you're in charge of it yeah. yeah and it all falls apart i get i get yeah. that i mean so I, I do get that that's why he broke down after everything like he lost his tree like he had unexpected guests cousin eddie and his yeah. kids and the dog right and the, the turkey Tasty light. How did his house not catch on fire when that tree went up? How did that fire with those lights? Yeah, yeah. twenty five thousand twinkle lights. <laughs> oh, the thing was, man, was this house his parents? No, no, I feel like it was his house. Okay, I thought maybe like the parents gave him this house. The house looked very similar in the, no, I, in the see, video. See, that's the thing is, I feel like he built this life. I feel like he built the whole world around his childhood, and then all of a sudden it was all crashing around him, and he had a break. He had that moment where. You know, when he's standing in front of basically everything, the whole world's going to shit. He's got that moment where everything falls apart at once, but then he regains his composure. I, I mean, I think Cousin Eddie helped him. <laughs> well, before Cousin Eddie comes well, out, you know, you see them all sitting right next to the tree, you know, and they're just, it's all about being together with their families was, and everything. He's saying you know? the story that the, exactly. the night before Christmas or something like that. But this is not the first time in the movie we saw that, right? When he loses his shit, when he can't get the lights on, he kicks Santa Claus out of the goddamn sleigh and beats the shit out of Rudolph, you know? Yeah, and then it finally turns on, so you could tell he was on edge throughout the whole time. He fucking psychotic, man. Yeah, like, well, I don't know what I'm saying he wasn't. Well, there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> That's probably like some like you know like David Fincher movie or something like that. Like yeah. he's really a serious <laughs> the real Christmas vacation. Yeah. yeah, it really should have been called Christmas Staycation. Just I mean anyway, uh, okay. Oh, Christmas Staycation sounds good. Ah, uh, so he has his boss right in front of him. Mm -hmm. Eddie brings him in and he's holding him basically at at uh, as a hostage, mm -hmm. and we've got this. 
this great scene where the SWAT team just <laughs> ambushes the house. My question is, and this is, I'm, I, I understand this movie is not realistic, but is this person so important? I mean, he runs a, a, a cereal varnish company. <laughs> is there a reason we have SWAT coming into the house? Like, or is it just for a funny effect? I think John Hughes is just like, we just need to fucking have SWATs. We need to make sure they're crashing through the windows. We need all the squad cars and everything like that. Let's just make it a grand exit. Like, we just did Die Hard, and they well, barely got SWAT going to nine. But I, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like in this movie... I mean, I mean, one person goes missing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one, yeah one person goes missing. And it's but like the Mounties. This, call the Mounties. In this movie, I feel like it would have been, even if it was Bob the Garbage Man was kidnapped, the SWAT team would have been there. Okay? Right. That's just how it is. All right. So did you know when the SWAT team comes in, they say freeze, and she's got her hand on his pecker? Yes. That was completely made up by D'Angelo. Yes. She just did it on the spot. Well, see, that was she was amazing. She was, amazing. Oh, she's great. I think she's a really good actress, and I think she's the character. I don't know why. I don't know. She's so fucking amazing as a wife. You know, you're just like, fuck, dude. I, like, how many times this guy gets a free pass, you know? Which in, in the next movie from this was Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Vegas. Yeah. She actually took a lot more part. Not like, bigger role. bigger role in it. Was, was, you could see in this movie that she needed it, and this wasn't there yet. One of the things we didn't really talk about, which I think was kind of a pivotal scene in the movie, is when Clark is talking to Ruby Sue, which is Eddie's daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh. And they're sitting at the table, I think, and they're having this conversation about how Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus, and how she's not, she doesn't really expect presents, and she doesn't, she, she her expectations are so jaded based on what her parents have kind of not given her or created for her that I think that Clark finds a little spark of the holiday season in the fact that he can help her, and I think that is a saving grace of the movie. Which you, one of the criticisms I have is that Clark is utterly irredeemable from the first part of the movie. He's an idiot. He gives he gives away money for a pool. He relies on, but he a, does it out of the goodness of his heart and, and uh, happiness for his and family. This is the redeeming factor. That's yeah. what I'm saying is you finally get redemption. You finally understand Clark as a character because it's not about the pool. It's not about the money. It's about the feeling he's trying to give to his family. And you really do kind of come full circle with his character uh, from this. He's an idiot. He's, he's an idiot who, who, who goes to get a Christmas tree without an axe. Like, he's an idiot. He's lovable. But he's but this makes him lovable. He's not, it, it creates yeah. the... He's, yeah. I don't think he's an idiot. He's He, he came up with a cereal varnish. He can't be that dumb. So he's not... He's one of those guys that's... I, I, I feel sad saying this, but I see myself a lot <laughs> in him. Because it's like, in my eyes, I can do, do this. Fuck it. I, I know I can do this. I, I got this. Let's fucking go. Go all the way down there to the fucking tree. Did not bring the fucking saw. Like, well, having <laughs> done, having hey, done a renovation a with this call. man. Hey, yeah. bro, can you actually yeah, can you bro, Where are you at? So right I'm going to tell a story overall, about Eddie that overall, uh, Selena's going to be mad at, but I'm going to tell it anyway. It's called Street Smart and Boot Smart. All right, so, this guy, I feel like, has a lot of Boot Smart. I agree. But overall, Street Smart, he's lacking a lot in. And that's what he's trying to... He, he has a lack of... Okay, I want to be like that dad that leaves my kids have awesome memories. That's all he's looking for is like giving his kids memories like what he received. So he has the goodness of his heart. But in the end, but, he does. Yeah, he did. And he does. But overall, I don't see him as being dumb. I just no, see him as being no. uneducated in some I, areas. I would say just it doesn't think things through. So I'm going to tell a story about Eddie that I think is absolutely perfect. Noah had just been born, and you were creating, you were building the crib. 
Yep, I remember this. And he's building this beautiful crib. They bought this beautiful crib. I built this crib. And he's building Time it. Time out. I built this crib at least 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> he's building the crib in the living room. And I get a call at like, I want to say it was 1130, maybe 12 p.m. Took me all and he goes, afternoon. Sean, I can't get it into the bedroom. Because it's bigger than the door. Uh, and so he builds the whole crib in the living room. I come over. He goes, don't tell Selena. And we disassembled the crib in the living room. And we brought it into the bedroom. And we set it up. It was You just wanted your crib for your child. It was a very important yeah. moment. And I had to do I did that in the living room. She's like, I'm going to watch a movie. And you build this on the living room. And then I'm just going to put it inside. I didn't realize, shit, this is all. There's no way this is going inside the hallway. <laughs> This is why you guys have friends like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we got it's, it. It's funny now because I feel like that guy, yes, was like Clark. But now I could build that crib with my eyes closed. Like right. I built that crib. You've grown. I've grown. I built that crib twenty times. I mean, you did at least four percent of your renovation on your house. <laughs> uh, I, no, 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 no. I tore that down by myself. Yeah, you did do a lot of the demo. Yes, I did. The, yes. I did all of them. <laughs> I, 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 I was the worker, with, actually. With the electricity on. With the electricity on. That a boy. Live on the edge. <laughs> you feel like we you're had, flying. We had Tom, our friend, come over, right? And he's like, you did this all with the electricity on? And he, we both, my father-in-law and I, we looked at each other like, yeah, we probably should have turned that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, Clark gets his bonus reinstated after uh, his boss decides not to press charges. And 10%. And 20% compensation. And the whole family goes outside to enjoy uh, the Christmas star. I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, it was no, the, it was, it the, was the shitter got fired. It was a shitter got fired. Yeah. Shot the Santa Claus. Well, so. Uncle Lewis tosses the cigar, which triggers the explosion, uh-huh. which sends Santa into the into the into sky. the abyss. Right, and the whole family's out there, and then uh, you know Clark gets some little sugar, sugar from from Beverly D'Angelo. Booyah! <laughs> and Christmas movie. present there. And that brings us to the NR review. And that brings us to the NR review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of zero to five. Eddie, can you take us through our scale? I thought you were going to say, la 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 I'm trying zero to get into the, the, I'm trying to get into the yeah. fucking <laughs> wrong. <laughs> All right. So I just, uh, zero, the perfect uh, movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel good first trot tail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're in the Uber or lifting home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. Walk of shame. Uh, yeah, I, I want to sound like the uncle. Waka waka. Yeah, the, the other, with the, the <laughs> hair piece, the toupee on the side. Uh, five, you know, black out, shit face, spring break, drunk. Spring break, drunk. All right, all right gentlemen. By the way, if any uh, persons or companies that advertise for spring break want to uh, advertise with our podcast, we are soliciting anything we possibly can get as far as, <laughs> as, far as advertisers. Advertise we for spring break. It happens every year. We have like a, to drink. Yes, we have like a lot, drink, and we have a lot of listeners. So this, is and I will say it again: pop off vodka. You know, uh, I'll I'll even take them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the very bottom yeah. of the, the Russian. Jack Daniels, right, give me take, a call. Yeah, the Russians. Chris, right? let's let's start with you. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, hey, sorry, hey. that's Eddie's part. That's my part, <laughs> gentlemen. Well, I think I've already taken Chris. over because of my superiority. I just say it, Chris. Let's see what you get. Oh, there you go. So now you go. Okay, see so yeah, how it goes. You remember the scores, All right, right? so I remember the scores. I'm looking at them right here. I'm going to say that this is a, a one for me. Ooh. 
I really a enjoy feel this. Good cocktail. Wait, first. I want to say it's a feel good first cocktail. You know, I could actually do this straight out with a zero, but I always like to have a little buzz when I'm doing it. And I'll probably have four or five <laughs> drinks, but it's because I want the drinks. So um, I'm going to give this one a one. I like it. Jared, right. what do you think? Okay. Uh, Christmas Vacation, it's not one of my favorite holiday films. Uh, it's not because I don't like it. I just don't really care for it too much. It's just I've never so been. So you don't a, like it? No, no. Exactly <laughs> what that means, yeah. I don't like it. I just don't like it. I, I think the story is just glued together um, for whatever reasons. Um, but I'm going to leave it at this, that I think the highlight of the film is the third part of the film where the film gets together and the in-laws and the family dinner. I think that is the true holiday like classic where you – Everyone can relate to that particular story and whatnot. Um, however, yeah, I, you know, I was going to rake this really, really, really high, but you know, you guys kind of talked me out of it because there is a lot of good experience and a lot of good feels to this movie. Let's put it this way: this is no fucking Christmas story, and I hate that movie with the fucking passion with a thousand suns. You're gonna you're shoot your eye out. That is a seven and a half with a bloody <laughs> Fuck, eye. Dude. Not all the whiskey in Ireland can save that fucking film, dude. The hell of a lamp. For this, this is a this is gonna be an Uber or lifting home with a half a shot on that. So, so a three and a half. Three and a half for me. Yes. Okay, Eddie, why don't you tell us about it? All right. So when I I have I have two thoughts of this movie. So the first thought is I was not. I was instantly already going negative towards this movie before I watched it. I was just like, oh my Did God. Did you talk this... to Sean beforehand? No. Okay. I was just like, <laughs> I think I was just in my head, I had this thought of like, okay, this is an older movie. And I remember this movie being a little funny, but you know, I'm going to watch it and just get through it. And then instantly I started seeing little spurts and little like bits. It was like, oh my God, I see myself right there. Like, I see that as me. Like, I. Did that? I was not prepared. I tried to cut a Christmas tree with no freaking uh, saw, the hand <laughs> saw. I was like, "Oh, I did this." I was so unprepared with Christmas lights. I, you know, I was the neighbors for at one point. I was the the snooty neighbors with my wife and I. We were we were that couple at one time before we had kids. And then I was like, "Oh my god, I see my in laws here." So I just started catching little things in here, here and there. And I felt this movie aged obviously really well. Um, it's not my go-to Christmas movie. Um, uh, that's different. But overall, like, yeah, you look at me like it's a Home Alone. That's my go-to Christmas Thank movie. You, Die Hard, okay? Like, fuck Die yeah, Hard. Dude. Go, go, uh, That's one of the other ones I watch every year. Yes, but this movie definitely, I, I, I laughed a lot. There's little areas that I definitely almost passed out a little bit because I was, I was, I watched this pretty much almost at midnight. So I was really <laughs> tired. But like, I thought the movie did really well with how it wrapped up in some areas. There were some dead points. I'm not gonna say this movie is better than some of the other movies I have in my head, uh, in my in my thought. So I'm gonna give this a two and a half. So this is I'm giving this movie a happy buzz with a shot. So, so that's about average movie. Yes. I think it's a great movie that I can watch at any time, but I don't think it's one of the greats. Okay. So I look at it. All right. So you would you like to say something, I Chris? I would not. <laughs> I respect your opinion. I gave a two and a half, all right? You, you did a one. You did pretty good. A one is better than a two and a half. Obviously. Sean, wrap it up. All right. So I look at this movie on a, on a couple of different lenses. The first lens is, is it entertaining? And I think that undoubtedly this movie is an entertaining movie. From start to finish, you've got physical humor. You've got Chevy Chase probably in his heyday, his glory. The best you'll ever see Chevy yes, Chase. I, he's, I, he's, I agree he's, with you 100%. He's become not as funny. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I think that the premise was clean and tight and there wasn't a lot of waste. You had great memorable characters. It's 1989. It's, it's 2019. We're still talking about mm-hmm. great characters. We're still talking about Todd and Margo and the wet carpet. <laughs> We're still talking about cousin Eddie and he is, he's classic. So it's hard for me to kind of separate the, the mythos of this movie from the actual movie. It's almost more fun to quote and remember than it is to watch. And from that perspective, I think, I think that it brings you into a world that you don't necessarily want to just jump out of. So it's not a bad movie, but it's also not a movie that I, I really want. I look forward to seeing every year, every year I have to watch this movie and every year I'm pleasantly surprised by it. And exactly. so for me, and you quote it throughout the year, right? And, I, and throughout the season, yeah. and, and every time I'm putting up Christmas lights, all I can think about is stapling through my glove, yes. <laughs> and then in your sleeve. <laughs> yeah. It's so movie, yeah, it's a movie that kind of it ties you to the Christmas season. And coming at this late, I was 32 when I saw this movie for the first time. I, I didn't experience it as a kid, and as an adult, I think it has way more impact than it does. For kids, it's not a kids movie. It's more okay. of a oh, to me. 100%. It's between a thirty and forty-five year old right age. now. It gets yeah, better right. Age. Because this is the shit that we have to deal with in exactly. our age. Exactly. So I think it's a better than average movie. I think. I think. Honestly, I think it's a two. It probably should be around a one and a half, but I think based on the scores, it should be a two. It should fall into an average movie, a little above average. I think that's where it belongs. I agree. And I do think that as far as on the pantheon of Christmas movies, it's probably upper middle, but at the same time, it's not at the very top. So two, two, two is where I'm, I'm kind of kind of settle. So when we combine the scores and divide by four, Ed, where does it put Christmas Vacation? Uh, All right, let me do my, do my. By the my, way, I wasn't allowed to uh, get point fives. I didn't know that was a point thing. Oh, a shot. Oh yeah. yeah okay. See, what I didn't you should know do that. is you should I, listen to the podcast. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yes. Yeah, so we we let me do my calculations here. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, 2.25. <laughs> and, so, and on the list of uh, movies that we've reviewed thus far, where does that... Well, hopefully this is an updated list I have in my hand uh, here. It's not. Hold on one so, second. No, it, it's pretty so it's between. <laughs> well, I think it's between is Tombstone and Twilight. Tombstone and Twilight? It, it's, it's, it's a three-way tie. They all have a 2.25. All right. Twilight, Tombstone, and Christmas Vacation, which actually... So I feel like if we look at what Tombstone is for it's, the Western genre and what Christmas Vacation is for the Christmas genre, it probably fits pretty well. It's really hard to kind of meld the, the different genres together in, on a list. Chris is shaking his head. I would agree with that. I would, no, I, I agree. I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed our review. <laughs> oh, one more time here. <laughs> Just thank God we didn't do Christmas Story. Yeah. Fuck that movie. All right. If you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast. next one. Sorry. We ask you that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. This is incredibly important. Please get out your fingers and thumbs and write us a five-star review physically on the iTunes uh, app. Next week, uh, I believe we have another Christmas classic. Jeremy, what do we have on tap for next week? Buddy, guess what we're going to be doing? What are we doing? A little elf. Hey, can I come back? (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. Uh, means a lot. You can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com. Or if you want to reach out, you can do so by email at hosts with an S at the gentleman podcast.com. I look forward to hearing a lot of, uh, 
complaints, particularly around the fact that uh, our podcasts are longer than 54 minutes. Which Merry I've Christmas, everyone. Literally eight emails about how our podcasts are too long. Was anyway, it gro- was it Grover? <laughs> it might have been. Where's the rule book? Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side. Cheers, Cheers gentlemen. Cheers, Thank gentlemen. you guys for having me. Awesome. Holy shit! Where's the tunnel? <laughs> Was that our best one? <laughs> <laughs>